studio after Christmas, and now it's our New Year's episode. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. I cannot believe it's already 2022. Well, almost. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, in just a couple of days, we will be ringing in a new year, and hopefully that will bring about some wonderful things for our team, I'm hoping. We had a big, huge win, the Thursday night football game. Big, huge win against who? The San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Uh, Thursday night clutch victory. It was a good game towards the end. Titans had scored 17 straight came back, but San Francisco got in the end zone. It was 17-17, but Randy Bullock hit the game winner, which we will get more on that later, and the Titans uh, come out with another victory. Nissan Stadium was electric. To say the least, it was just electric. The fans were on fire. The beautiful light show that they had during the halftime show was was amazing. I didn't know that holiday music could get me so hyped. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it it was spectacular. Be sure to go to TennesseeTitans.com and find the video that shows the halftime show because it was spectacular. Yeah, it definitely was a sight to see. Do you have a favorite play from this week's game? Yeah, uh, my favorite play was... So they were, I believe, in like the 30 or 20-yard uh, line range. And Tannehill threw a pass, and it was caught by A.J. Brown in the end zone, and that got the Titans up 17-10. to 10. That definitely got the momentum back mm-hmm. in Tennessee. And the fans, they got hyped, so it drowned out a lot of the San Francisco fans there. So yes. that was definitely a momentum booster, and that also helped us win the game. My favorite play was when Jackrabbit Jenkins – caught that interception, and it would have been a touchdown for San Francisco because he caught that right in the end zone. And to me, that was the momentum changer for the game. Well, let's just dive right in. We have Mr. Jim Wyatt's article that we always like to share from TennesseeTitans.com. Such an amazing writer that he is. Yeah. His article is six things that stood out for the Titans in Thursday night's 20-17 to win over the 49ers on TennesseeTitans.com. A.J. Brown was spectacular. All night long, teammates kept telling Titans receiver A.J. Brown, welcome back, welcome back, and... Brown returned to action after missing the last three games, and he made one heck of a difference. Brown caught a career-high 11 passes for 145 yards and a touchdown, and he was a spark plug all game long. Brown made a 42-yard catch on a downfield heave from quarterback Ryan Tannehill, and he caught an 18-yard pass for a touchdown late. Brown came up big time and again on third down, which extended drives. I am very grateful just to play football again. Brown said, I tweeted I missed playing football because I did. I was on IR watching the games. It was tough to watch. This is what I love to do. I really, I really feel like this is my purpose of living. Yeah, I mean, AJ Brown was just on fire. Definitely, it was good getting one of our guys back, especially with Derrick Henry being out. So I definitely, the receiving core has opened up a bit Mm -hmm. and uh, there's a lot more opportunities for him to score points and especially um, coming up against the Dolphins this Sunday. I tweeted out during the game that my two favorite letters were A and J. Yeah. <laughs> because he literally just brought the juice and it, it just changed everything. It was spectacular. Yeah, that was definitely a big time play. Another thing that stood out is Bullock's kick. 
Titans kicker Randy Bullock, like you mentioned just a few minutes ago, he's been big in the clutch all season. Bullock kicked the game winner in overtime in Seattle, and he kicked the game winner in overtime against the Colts. With the Titans driving in the closing moments on Thursday night, Bullock had a feeling he'd be needed, and he delivered another game winner from 44 yards out with four seconds left to lift the Titans. Yeah, that was clutch. Bullock said it felt good to make the kick, which came on the anniversary of his father's death. It's always really special to do your job to help the team win, Bullock said. Today was really special for me individually. I don't know if many people know this, but it's the anniversary of when I lost my father. So it has a little more meaning for me today. It's an emotional day every year. I lost him December 23, 2004. It's been a little while, but you never forget a moment like that. I think he'd be really proud I felt like he was with me this evening. That's pretty powerful. That was deep, and uh, that definitely stuck with Randy the whole game, and he delivered on the final play of the game, which sent the Titans home free. So shout-out again to Randy Bullock. And we also want to give special shout-outs to Dylan Radins, who played in his very first NFL game and just got out there and made it happen. Yeah. Along with Aaron Brewer, they both had to step in for Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold because they were out. And shout-outs to everyone on the team, behind the scenes, the coaching staff, on the team, everybody. Yes, they definitely had a special impact on the game and definitely... Kept us in the race for the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And special shout out to everybody behind the scenes at Nissan Stadium. Yeah. We're crushing it all the time. Every game. We just have a blast. Yes. Well, let's move on to some Titans trivia. A couple of weeks ago, we said that it was Dave McGinnis, a.k.a. Coach, Coach Mac. Mac. Yes. Uh, keep your powder dry. Yes. Um, he had had his 100th game with Titans Radio at the Jaguars game, but it was actually achieved during the Thursday night football game. So once again, congratulations to Coach Mac. And of course, he's got a podcast. Yes. Because he should. He's the most interesting man in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His podcast is with... Amy Wells, and it's called the Titans Amy and Coach Mac Podcast. Be sure to check out their episodes every Friday. Yes, they both really know what they're talking about, about football. They're just both just really entertaining to listen to. So just listen. Absolutely. So where are we at with the AFC South standings? So the AFC South standings are the Titans at number one with 10 and 5, the Colts at number two at 9 and 6, the Texans at number three at four and eleven, and the Jaguars in last place at two and thirteen. And here are some games to look out for this weekend as the Titans face the Dolphins. The Colts and the Raiders. This is a big one because uh, the Titans, if they win and Indy loses, we clinch the division, and we have a shot at the number one seed. Indy had that unlucky win against the Cardinals on Christmas Day. That was not a nice Christmas present, but we'll. Not for us. Yeah, not <laughs> definitely not for us. Not for Titans fans. We could get an, a late Christmas gift this Sunday against the Dolphins on the first game of 2022 for us. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that the Titans are motivated and the Raiders uh, are fighting for a playoff spot. So this is um, definitely big implications for both teams. So we need to be rooting for the Raiders hard on this one and hope that the Raiders can uh, stop the Colts. I love it. What else can we be looking for? What other games? There's one with the Chiefs. Yes. That is a big one. 
Who are they playing again? The Cincinnati Bengals. And we definitely need to be rooting for the Bengals in this one because if the Titans win and Kansas City loses, then we will go to the number one spot because we held the tiebreaker over Kansas City. Back in that big 27-3 win here in Nissan Stadium, that was an awesome game. I forgot the score was so low for Kansas City. Yeah, actually, we, we would have actually shut them out if their field goal didn't doink in. For oh, their, I remember that. That was. I really wanted to shut out. <laughs> that oh, would have been. That would have been good. Oh man, that would have been our second. This, this. So we could almost count the Kansas City game as a shutout. Kind of like a shutout. Unofficially. Unofficially, we'll go with that. Yeah, the, definitely. We need to be rooting for Joe Burrow in the Bengals against the Chiefs. Uh, and he just had a monster game. Oh on yeah, Sunday. Dom- Five hundred and something yards. Yeah, he dominated the Ravens. A thing we really also like to see. Yeah. Uh, we don't like the Ravens. <laughs> um, they not actually fans. actually they could not make the playoffs this year if they lose their last two games. That's nuts to hear. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we definitely need to be rooting hard for the Bengals and hope Patrick Mahomes falls again. I'm ready for it. Oh, yeah. And now it's something you wait for every week for me to read because you love it. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's Mr. Jim Wyatt's Bridges Report, brought to you by, one guess. Uh, a company? (laughs) If that company is your mom, then you're right. Take it away, Mr. Jim. (laughs) This is Jim Wyatt of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's Bridges Report is light blue jerseys and navy britches. Well, there you have it. Light blue over navy. Give me your thoughts. I like it. Um, I ca- what? I, you just kind of like it? You love light blue. I know, but I wish they would wear the light blue britches also. Yeah. But that at would least be we cool. got half of it. Yeah, we do got half of it, and it'll look cool in the sun. Yes, and in the light snow that's supposed to happen. Wait, there's supposed to be light snow? <laughs> really? Yeah. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> I thought you knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't checked the weather app recently. Yeah, you've been a little busy. Got a new video game for Christmas. Yes. Very fun. Yeah. And now are some Titans Uni Tracker facts from our friends, Titans Uni, on Twitter and Instagram. So this year, the Titans, this will be the third time the Titans have worn the light blue over navy combination. The first time was in week three with the Tennessee Titans beating the Indianapolis Colts. I love to say that. Uh, 25 to 16. And we wore it again in week seven with the huge win over the Kansas City Chiefs. That was big. Yeah, 27 to 3. So I'm thinking another awesome combination, another winning combination. You love the light blue. Yeah. I I do too, and I but I love the navy. And so I think it's gonna look beautiful out on that field. One thing we need to talk about is the fact that this is Ryan Tannehill's, I don't know what if I call it a revenge game, but it's definitely the first time he has played the Dolphins since they the, traded him. Yep. We're happy that he was traded here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. He had a career renaissance in uh, 2019. And, I like uh, that. I heard it somewhere. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but he also did really good in 2020. And although he has had his fair share of struggles this year, he still has made a name for himself in Tennessee. So this is definitely a big revenge game against the Dolphins, who he spent his, almost his whole career with. They drafted him. Definitely spent a lot of time down there in Florida. 
Well, shout out to Ryan Tannehill. High five to that. Let's go. Let's go. So shout out again to Titans Uni Tracker. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Titans Uni. And now it's time for the seventh graders forecast and Kaysen's keys to the game versus the Dolphins. Yes. Take it away, Kaysen. Thank you. So we play the Miami Dolphins this Sunday at Nissan Stadium, and it is a big matchup. It is probably the biggest game of the year. Probably next Sunday might be bigger because we play the Texans, and that might be deciding the number one seed. But for Mm -hmm. right now, we got to focus on winning the division. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest game division-wise. I don't really don't want it to be. Um, we we have to play for the number one seed and the division next year. So I want us to wrap it up this week. And Miami is a good team to do it against. They are hot right now. They're coming off a twenty to three statement win against the Saints. This is definitely a test for the Titans, a late season test. But I think they can do it. They're gonna have to shut down Tua and uh, this Miami defense, which absolutely annihilated the Saints O line. They had nine sacks. It was either nine or eight sacks. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. They have like something like 40 something sacks, but we got to hope that the O line can stay healthy and can fend off this Miami front four. Well, on that note, they did really well during Thursday Night Football, and we were all very worried that Ryan was going to get sacked yeah. a lot more than he did, but he only got sacked twice. Correct? Yeah, correct. We were scared of Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going to come in and uh, throw Tannehill, but that didn't happen. The old line did their job Thursday night, so I'm really confident that they can carry that into the Sunday's game. Mm-hmm. So my first key is it's not Tua time. <laughs> <laughs> the Tua Tagovailoa has been on fire these last few games. Uh, he's been lighting it up in the air and on the ground, and I'm, I really want to see this tight secondary have a good day. Um, that I want to I want to see Jackrabbit, Bayard, Elijah get in there and get some picks. I want to see Tua a little frustrated because even though he he did do extremely well on Monday night, we did see him get a little uh, flustered and flush, frustrated with the Saints defense. I definitely want to see them make a bigger impact on Tua and this receiving core that the Dolphins have. So I also want to see some grass stains on Tua's jersey. <laughs> High five to that. Yes, I. We I'm, always like to see the grass stains on the opposing quarterback. Yeah, not uh, on Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, uh, I want to see. I want to see him try and work. My next key is AJ's back. He made a statement on uh, Thursday night saying he's back mm-hmm. and he's back to playing football. I want to see him uh, light it up this Sunday against the Dolphins. They do have a really good secondary, but I believe AJ can get in there make. Uh, plays when he can I want to see Ryan be a lot more mobile this game he was pretty mobile the Thursday night game but I want to see him be more use his wheels Tana wheels mm-hmm. and uh more I d- Tana wheels and more Tana rolls yes uh we want to see that this Sunday and I think that they can do that so my final key is division insights. So the Colts, they are really close, but I believe with the two games that we have in hand over them, mm-hmm. I believe we can get the division over Indy. I believe that they're going to just going to be a wild card team, and I want to see the Titans play with momentum. They know how much bigger this game this is because we want to see uh, next to our name two-time division champions. Oh man. That's going to be awesome to see. But back-to-back years. Yes, back-to-back years. 
I want to see the Titans just get it done on Sunday. Tua, get a little flustered, and let's just show them who we are in Music City. Here we go. Let's yes. go. Let's go. Well, we have some game day information for you, listener. If you are headed to Nissan Stadium, this is the last regular season game at home. And it's a very special beginning of the game. We have a friend of the pod, Miss Stephanie Perkins. She is going to be the 12th Titan Sword of Honoree. Yes, she was selected earlier in the season to be the Tennessee Titans nominee for NFL Fan of the Year. Wow. I know. We're so, so, so excited for her, and we cannot wait to be there this Sunday to support her and see the Titans hopefully victorious over the Dolphins, which we're very confident. We're confident, but, you know, understanding we don't know the outcome of the game. (laughs) Um, This week's charity drive with Titans Community will be collecting cash for the Fill the Boot campaign of the Nashville Firefighters Association Foundation. Fill the Boot has been raising money to benefit the Muscular Dystrophy Association for 60-plus years. So while Nissan Stadium is cashless, please bring some cash for donating before the game this Sunday. Also, in partnership with Ashton Real Estate and the Bayard Family Legacy Fund, the Titans are hosting a shoe drive for children and teens in foster care. The inaugural Nashville Kicks for Kids drive will be this Sunday, and they're asking fans to bring new or gently used sneakers of all sizes to the drop-off locations around the stadium before entering the game. Visit NashvilleKicks.org for more information or to donate to the Bayard Family Legacy Fund directly. Kaysen, what do you have for us in, in way of hype? I think, I think we're just really needing, I think the people need a hype. What do you got? All right. It's here. The game of the division. We're playing the Dolphins, and we got to show the AFC that they will have to run through Nashville if they want to get to the Super Bowl. And we got to show them we are capable of going to Los Angeles in February. We are the Titans. We are Music City. Let's show the Dolphins and Tua who they're facing. Let's show them who we are. Titans fans, I want to see you represent this fan base. I want to see you represent our city. I want to see you get so loud that the commentators can't even hear themselves. We got to show them who runs the AFC. Let's go. Tighten up. We are the kings of the South this Sunday. Nice. I love it. Yes. Good job, dude. I'm I'm hyped. I think Eddie George would be really proud of you right now. (laughs) Dude, I'm hyped. Ready to go. I'm hyped, too. (laughs) I I hyped myself up. (laughs) Well, listener, find us on TennesseeTitans.com, along with other fantastic official Titans podcast network of shows, the OG of Titans podcast, the OTP, the official Titans podcast with Mike Keith, Amy Wells, and Rhett Bryan. Out of Bounds with Jamie and Abby, hosted by Jamie Robinson and Abby Flitner. And like we've already mentioned earlier in the show, the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kaysen, and you can find me on Twitter at I Am Zap Girl. 
and follow the show on Apple Podcasts. And please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts app and let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Today, we are replaying a conversation we had with some legends in the world of Titans Radio. Yep, that's right. The Vought himself, and they, you know why they call it the Vought? Voice of the Tennessee Titans. That's right. It should be the Goat Vought. <laughs> the greatest of all time, Voice of the Tennessee Titans, yeah. <laughs> goat Vought. Yep, Mr. Mike Keith and Brad Willis, Executive Director of Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame in Nashville. We recorded this conversation in March of this year, soon after it was announced that Mike had been inducted into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame class of 2021. That's more right. More claps, more claps. Yes. There were so many good things in this conversation, we just had to share it again. We hope you enjoy our conversation with Mike Keith and Brad Willis. So we not only have one special guest, but two special guests That's right. in the virtual studio today. That's right. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. So most Titans fans know one of our guests by the sound of his legendary voice on any given Sunday during the football season. And our other guest is a legend in the world of sports radio in Nashville. We're grateful they're here in our virtual studio with us right now. They are Mr. Mike Keith, the voice of the Tennessee Titans, and Mr. Brad Willis of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, no. <laughs> I do this every time. <laughs> it's a mom fail. Oh, man. <laughs> if Kason had the phone, he would not fail at this. Anyway. Good stuff. So, so anyway... <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. We're so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So you both used to work together. Can you share that story with our listener? Oh, we've worked together for a long time. Uh, I've known Brad since he was uh, almost Kaysen's age, actually. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Not far. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Not Brad far. Started with, you started with us. Were you still at MTSU? I was. I started in May of 2001, and I was one of those December graduates. And so I was in 2001, I would have been, um, I've been right at 22 years old. So I was, I was a young pup and, uh, and came in as an intern with, with Larry Stone at Titans Radio and really have had the, the pleasure of working with Mike and the gang ever since. Almost 20 years. Yeah, it's crazy. That is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Love the history there. So, Mike, you've had some big news uh, shared with you last week. Can you share with us what happened? Well, Brad got me. That's what <laughs> happened. So, uh, Brad left 104.5 The Zone, I guess, a year and a half ago now? Has it been that long? Uh, a little more than a year, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, he took over as the executive director of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And I've worked with the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame in, in different roles, hosting their dinners and uh, being involved with a variety of things for over 20 years. So we've stayed in touch, and he was still part of Titans Radio this fall as we traveled to all the games, and, and nothing about that changed. So last week, I was supposed to do a demo for a new feature with Charles Davis. Charles Davis is, of course, one of the voices of Madden, He's on CBS Sports. He's on NFL Network. He's on SiriusXM NFL Radio. I mean, he, the guy is really everywhere. 
but I know him because we went to college together. So we've been friends for 35 years. Wow. Wow. And then he's been doing the Titans preseason games for us for five years now. And so Charles is a friend and he's part of the Titans family. And they said, hey, would you do this feature with him? And we're going to do a demo and we're going to talk about, you know, some Titans topics and some NFL topics and things of that sort. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I came up with a, a name for the feature. I wrote the feature. I wrote the questions. I sent it to Charles. I said, I thought I was setting up the time. I, I thought I was doing all this legwork. So we get on there and it's Charles and, and we're ready to go. And I do the intro and set up the uh, the first question, lay it out for him. And then he starts talking. And then about 30 seconds into him talking, he goes, you know, I need some help with this answer. Well, listen, Charles Davis has never been at a loss for words ever in his life. And, and he's never not had an answer to something. And so I think, well, this is odd. Well, then... Of course, we're on Zoom. So he brings in Eddie George. And I'm like, why is Eddie George here? Eddie George doesn't know anything about defensive backs in the 2020 draft. <laughs> so for like the first 30 seconds that Eddie George is talking, I'm not hearing what he's saying because I'm trying to process why is Eddie George here? I love Eddie George, but what's going on? And then it dawns on me that uh, I got got. <laughs> they told me that uh, I was part of the 2021 class for the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And then Brad Willis magically appears and members of my family and our Titans radio team and uh, some friends and my mom and dad. Um, oh. And so, I mean, it was um, it took me about five minutes for it to finally sink in that we we really weren't going to go back and ever do this feature. <laughs> <laughs> All that work. <laughs> All that work, yeah. I love a good surprise, but occasionally it does create it creates some problems getting there. But uh, I, you know, when I took over the hall a, a year or so ago, one of the things that I wanted to do was to really, you know, try to embrace all of our inductees and 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 let them know about it in a way that's, you know, sometimes surprising, uh, fun, and uh, and certainly you know worthy of the moment because when you talk about People like Mike and people that are going into this class, like Mike Caldwell and Cindy Parlow and so many others. I mean, their life's work has been, you know, revolving around sports. And I mean, it's a big deal. And so I, I you know, I wanted to make sure that each of them understood uh, what, a, what a big deal it was for them to be selected as part of this class. And it's always fun getting to surprise folks. And uh, if you can pull a fast one on Mike, even better. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. You know, I, I will say I thought it was really, uh, to me, it reminded me of the uh, nominations for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I specifically remember watching uh, Coach Coward. Uh, I I think it was the pregame before Titans and Ravens. That also happened in the NFC Championship game that same season, uh, Packers and 49ers. Uh, it, It was awesome. Yeah. So very well done. Well, and you're exactly right. And I remember watching those and I had just taken the role with the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And we were at Nissan Stadium, I believe, uh, or we were we were in a booth and we were watching that pregame show. And I said to one of my cohorts in, in the Titans, I pointed at the screen. I said, that's what I'm thinking about doing like that. And very you did thing. it. Yeah. And David Baker is the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I've always thought they've done such a great job 
of, of telling the inductees. And, you know, with COVID and the pandemic, everything's had to, to change a little bit. And so you're going to them uh, oftentimes more than they're coming to you. Uh, but when I saw the Coach Cower induction, I'd already had a note of like how I wanted to do things. And I, I pointed at the screen and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And it's so funny because, you know, three weeks later, I was trying to do the same thing with our class of 2020. So it was, uh, it was kind of an organic thing that developed. But uh, I saw the exact moment that you did and, and couldn't help but think the same thing. That's awesome. So, Mike, can you share your experience uh, in the 2020 season and your new role with the Titans? Well, I have a new title, but my role doesn't change at all. Uh, that was a surprise, too. I got a phone call at the end of January, and our president, Burke Nihill, told me they were naming me a vice president. And I was like, what? Um, it, was a very, it, it was a very nice surprise as well for having been with the ball club for 23 years and uh, to be recognized in that way. But uh, fortunately... And I, and I say this in all seriousness, nothing about my role changes because what I love to do is I love to call the games and I love to do the TV shows and OTP and uh, be involved with our draft coverage and all of those sorts of things and uh, getting out and doing speeches and, uh, you know, just doing various things with our Titans radio stations throughout the region. That's what I really love to do. And, they're going to keep me doing just that. So uh, I've got a better title. I think when we get our new building, I get a better parking spot. Hey, that's I awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't have to fight for a parking spot anymore. <laughs> no, seriously, I, n- nothing changes at all, except they were kind enough to, to give me a new, a new title, which makes it sound like I've been here a long time, which I have. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yes, congratulations, Thank Mike. Thank you. So going back to your season, what was your experience like with the 2020 season? Do you have a highlight you want to share with us about a home game and then also maybe a highlight about a an away game? I think to be honest with you, the whole season was the highlight because, and I'll let Brad follow this due to the fact that uh, he was with us the whole year as well. And, and what a what it gets down to is, so this was the 23rd year we've done the Oilers slash Titans. In the first 22 years, we did not have as many challenges in all those seasons combined as we had this year because we chose to do all the games in person. And we did that because we thought it would be the best way to bring Titans fans the game. And a lot of things worked out for us too. Um, how the schedule worked out allowed us to do that. You know, we only played two away games the first two months of the year. Had we played five away games, there's no way we would have been able to pull it off. Uh, the trips that we took were to places that we could get in and out of without having to quarantine. Uh, we were very safe. Uh, we very, very, um, we took everything very seriously as far as mask wearing and hand washing and social distancing and not going out to eat. And I mean, we were there to work. And yet we ended up having all of these technical challenges, all of these booth challenges, all of these transportation challenges, uh, you name it, something came up every week. And it became like a sitcom. 
I mean, it was really funny what happened when we went to Houston. I went in to pick up the rental car, and there are two airports in Houston. Well, I had rented at a place at the other airport and didn't know it. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> so, and so then the guy wasn't going to get, you know, he, he said, well, we don't have any cars. He, he said, so finally, we talked him into giving us a minivan, and then the guy who cleaned out the minivan for us left his cell phone in the minivan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So it was like he had to track us down at the hotel in order. And then sometimes the credit card didn't work at the hotel because I was $15 over the limit of what I'd been allowed to charge in one day. They're oh, like, man. Nine rooms on a credit card. So it, it was it were things like that that went on and on. And Brad and Philip Noel and Rhett Bryan and Jonathan Hutton, they dealt with all the technical stuff. And that was even more complicated, wasn't it, Brad? Yeah, it, because uh, Houston is another great example of that, just from a standpoint of a technical perspective. We, we've been going to Houston and, and, and operating out of the same booth since 2002. Uh, no change. Every year you show up, you're in the exact same place, and you're, you're very accustomed to it. Well, this year they moved broadcast media out of those booths so they could use that space for coaching so they could spread the coaches out a little bit more. And as part of that, what they did with, with broadcast groups like radio is they moved us to the complete opposite side of the stadium and put us on the eighth floor, which is, is where the, the radio booths are anyway, but in like a 100-person party suite. Uh, so instead of broadcasting from a booth with, with windows and lights and, and walls and everything else, you're literally sitting in more or less in the stands in the eighth level uh, in a room that could hold a hundred people. And so when you show up, nothing is is where you would expect it to be. Um, Rhett Bryan, who's the executive producer of Titans radio did a phenomenal job every week of reaching out ahead of time and trying to to find out the details so that when we showed up, at least we had a, a bit of an idea of what we were getting into but uh, but every week it was it was something different. And uh, so, you know, it, that reminded us a lot of when we went to London in 2018. And you go to London knowing that you're doing an international broadcast. And if you can't get it back across the pond, then no one gets to listen to it. So you go in with eight redundancies in terms of making sure you get on the air. And we made it to number four. Uh, we kind of went through that process this year with every away game that we went to because Sometimes you didn't know until you until you walked up exactly what you were walking into. And the booze in in Houston. So we're in this party suite and they were so nice. They had a, a lady there who was taking care of us and they brought us food and drink. And I mean, it was wonderful from a from a hospitality standpoint. But here's the problem. Because you're on the other side of the stadium when they open the roof because it was a nice day. The sun comes in. Well, at the end of the first half, because the game was played at 3.30, the sun on January 3rd is obviously going down. So near halftime, the sun is shining right in our eyes. We oh, can't, we can't no. oh, no. Oh, and I know. It was just, it was hilarious. But, <laughs> but because we had dealt with all these things, we're thinking, okay, that, you know, we will make it. You know, and our right. goal 
was to never let people listening to Titans radio know anything was going on. Well, then in the second half, what happens? The sun goes down. Well, there are no lights in the stands. So we're trying to do the fourth quarter of the broadcast, and I can't see my notes. And Rhett, Rhett Brian can't see the spot chart. And, oh, no. and they're like bringing Brad, Brad, they have the light on their phone, you know, yeah. trying to, to show us stuff. <laughs> I mean, when we called the Sloman field goal, yeah. we're in the dark. Oh, no. <laughs> but see, that's, but, so you really couldn't tell what happened. Well, that's right. <laughs> Almost didn't want to. Right. But, but, but all these challenges were so great because, I, I mean, what the year reminded you of is it reminded you of what the job really is. And that's just to bring the games to people no matter what. And when you start off in broadcasting, Brad started at a small station in Lewisburg, and I started on student radio. I started on the, the cable access station in my hometown of Franklin, and I did minor league baseball and things like that. So we're used to how we started is we're used to not having creature comforts. And because you're used to that, you learn that's what you do. And you can always, what you're thankful for is you can always go back to that, to the knowledge of we just have to find a way. And all of us in our own way went about not complaining or whatever. We just found a way. The other thing too, this was the highlight of my season to answer your question, how kind people were. Hmm. People Hmm. like in Houston, they were wonderful. In Denver, at the hotel. And, and everywhere we went for, for hotels and for stadiums and security people, everyone bent over backwards because we felt like, hey, we're all in this together trying to bring people these games. And, and I think it meant something to people that the NFL was back in 2020 to help get through the fall. Um, we liked having the outlet of football. But the kindness of people, um, and listen, you, you always get people who are not nice in certain things, but they are the exception and not the rule. What it reminds you of is that people on the whole, uh, 99% are fantastic. And they were fantastic to us this fall, and we were so appreciative. Well, and at a time that really everybody needed that outlet. Mm-hmm. I know, I know I speak for us um you know as a family as Titans fans we needed that outlet we embraced the fact that there was actually a season and you know I I love the fact that actually two things are transitioning to um like you said it's you've got to make it work but I think industry as a whole, people are embracing that. Like my little mistake at the beginning where I didn't get the air horn going just at the right time. It shows that authenticity. And, you know, I, I agree with you, Mike, that when people are truly just, they are kind and, and in situations like this, we all coming, you know, all of us coming together and working for the greater good. And uh, yeah, that's really awesome that, that you brought that up. Well, Brad can touch on this too. Not being perfect. Yes. I, I mean, because everything everything was not going to be perfect. And so we dropped a little bit of the pretense, didn't we, Brad, and just said, hey, let's do what we do, right? 
Absolutely. Because now you're going for a situation where you've been doing a pregame broadcast that you're putting together every week where you're interviewing players in the locker room and you're, you know, putting together these, you know, wonderful features that tell stories. And then you kind of move to the new age of, of things as, as, they're, as they're coming. You only get a certain number of players every week. It's over Zoom. It's kind of a shared press conference. So you had to adapt our storytelling a little bit. But, but also, as Mike said, you know, you go in, uh, you know, I've said for a long, long time in terms of radio, there's, there's really no higher honor uh, for someone who's on the radio than to hear someone tell you that they invite you into their lives every morning or, or every Sunday or, you know, listen to you in their car and really, you know, allow you to paint that picture for them. Um, it was one of the things that we all talked about as, you know, July and August kind of started to come is that we felt like we owed that to the Titans fan base if we can be there, we want to be there. And, and this is the group that, you know, in the playoffs, uh, in the playoffs after the 2003 season, this is the group that was at New England at four degrees with the windows open uh, because we, you know, we want to, we want to be able to tell that story. Uh, and when Mike spills water on his notes and it freezes un- <laughs> immediately, that's something that actually happened and something that we can kind of relate back to the listener. Guys, it's cold. And uh, and these guys are out yeah. here working hard. Uh, it was really a big part of, of our process of, you know, this won't be perfect and there are going to be challenges. And we really said, let's just kind of rally around each other and, and, you know, make sure that this gets on the air and we're able to tell the story. Uh, but in a lot of ways, it was let's just serve the fan and make sure that they're getting you know, every bit of the Titans football season that they have come to expect. And you guys did an amazing job. Completely, uh, just this season. We were blown away. So, Brad, can you share your story of how you got uh, started working for the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame and what your job is there? Absolutely. Uh, So I spent pretty much the last 20 years of my life working in radio. And as Mike mentioned, I started off, in 1998, um, at my local, you know, hometown radio station in Lewisburg, really got to make a lot of mistakes, which anybody who gets into broadcasting will do. Um, but you've got to make them at some point. And so sometimes it's good that you're able to do it at a place that's forgiving and understands that you're going to, you know, take some risks and fall on your face and do all those kinds of things. If I went back now and listened to those tapes from 1998, I would crawl under my desk and probably never come back out. <laughs> Uh, everybody kind of has that experience at some point. But what that ended up kind of translating to is uh, a great internship my senior year of college uh, with Titans Radio, with Larry Stone. We had a group of 12 interns that summer. We had huge intern classes. And we had 12 interns that summer, and we're taking the grand tour on the first day. And and I remember Larry coming to me after the tour and, and making the comment of, you know, you don't seem, you know, intimidated by this place. And I, you know, I didn't want to sound conceited. I said, you know, I'm not, you know, I've worked in a radio station for the last couple of years. I have idea of what things are. And so that kind of lent itself to him giving me some projects to work on. And so long story short, that turned into, you know, a, a full-time job the next year with Titans Radio. And then I uh, took over the flagship station of the Titans, which is 104.5 The Zone. And Ran that station from 2007 until 2020. And uh, I've been a broadcast guy all my life, and it was a really interesting opportunity for me because I, I knew if I ever left broadcasting you know, full-time, it was going to have to be something that really spoke to me. And so the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame was going through a bit of a, of a change in terms of their leadership. Uh, 
the class of 2019 was going in. We were helping promote it. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, went in, Charles Davis, David Cutcliffe, Carol Lawson, uh, just a great group. And we helped promote that. And I got to talking to some that were involved with the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And they said, you know, at some point when we get through all this, we're going to install some, some new leadership. And, uh, and would you be interested in that? And so I, I was, and I guess it was four or five months later, we actually started talking about it. And so I, I decided to take that at the end of, of, of 2019 going into 2020. What happened there is the Titans made a fantastic playoff run. And I told my bosses at the radio station that I would stay and help everything uh, so long as the Titans were still in the playoffs. We made it all the way to the AFC championship game. So I ended up working a month's notice instead of a two weeks notice, which kind of helped the transition. But for two weeks, I was working the same. I was working both jobs at the same time. Oh, wow. Uh, But, you know, I, I just have so I grew up in this state and I have such a passion for sports. And, you know, when you talk about uh, the the names and the people that have been enshrined in this Hall of Fame. When you talk about Wilma Rudolph and the Tiger Bells, and you talk about, you know, Pat Summit, Peyton Manning, yes, you know, yeah, General Neyland, so many, so many great names that that aren't just athletic figures, but really cultural figures in our state. I mean, they're historic figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a story that that I'm just thrilled to be able to be a part of telling every day. And so, you know, when I hit the ground running. Um, I, I said, you know, I want everybody to know about the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And, and really, that's been my goal. You know, we, we were unable to have our, our banquet last year because of the pandemic. Uh, we, we made a, a strategic shift and, and we did some things differently and really tried to kind of stay on people's radar. And, uh, but we're, we're open and, uh, and we're here at Bridgestone Arena. I know a lot of people are getting ready to kind of make their spring break plans. And a lot of those plans include people coming to Nashville and I just invite people to come check us out. We we have free admission through the month of, of March uh, with Curb Records really helping us out in that initiative. And so we just tell people, come spend an hour and, and, and take the tour and, and learn about a lot of those names that paved the way for cases and for, for people your age that are kind of come up and, and be a part of athletics and, and, and you know, really learn about uh, great uh, athletes and individuals that this state's produced. So, Brad, we have spent some time at the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And, Mike, we have to share this with you because the last time we were there, this was so funny. Um, we missed seeing you there, Brad, but we were walking around, and I believe it was in the Pat Summit exhibit. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Mike Keith started talking behind us. Sorry. And, <laughs> it was so great. We were like, oh, hey, friend. Uh, nope. Not really here, but love those almost interactive, uh, you know, Mike, Mike Keith is making an appearance a few places in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. So you got to go check that out as well. It was, yeah. How yeah. that happened was I just saw, I just saw something that said like Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame on it. So I just touched it. And then, and then all of a sudden I, I see Mike Keith and I'm like, oh, <laughs> so we got a selfie with you. Well, Brad actually felt <laughs> that on his phone. No way. I did. Shot, that is awesome. Shot on an iPhone wow. 12. Nice. I thought they turned Very out cool. great. And, 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 oh, they were perfect. And when, when I had these, these kiosks kind of created, I, I had one person in mind that I wanted to be the greeter, if you will. Uh, you know, and, and Mike mentioned he's, he's been the voice of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame longer than he's known me. And, wow. uh, and so I, I went to him and I said, if you'll give me 
you know, 20 minutes, I've got, you know, three opens that I'd like to read and I'd like to use it if you're okay with it. And he was gracious with his time. And, and we, we got in the hall and, and shot them on an iPhone. And, uh, I thought, I thought they turned out great. And, uh, you're right. You're, you're just standing there talking eye to eye with Mike Keith. Yeah. Giving you the old welcome. Great. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the next best thing to Mike being there. But yeah, there's so many wonderful exhibits throughout there, especially, of course, we were, uh, very first thing we wanted to see when we got there was the Titans exhibit. And you have added some new features to that. What is the most recent addition to the Titans exhibit? Well, the Titans were um, great in in giving us a team issue Derrick Henry jersey. And, and Derrick was our uh, 2020 Pro Athlete of the Year. Uh, he came off a, a year where he led the league in rushing and had a you know 1,500-plus yard rushing season. And then to follow that with a 2,000-yard rushing season, um, I had reached out to uh, some contacts, the Titans, right before the pandemic hit. And I said, I've got this idea. I want to use some of these uh, exhibit uh, spaces that I have to really uh, talk about current things. And, and I don't know if you've ever been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but that was one Not thing. Yet. I, you should check it out. It's fantastic. <laughs> We're and, going to, yeah. And, and that's one thing I was taken by when I visited there is not only do they have the busts and, you know, the permanent inductees, but they also want to tell stories of things that are happening right now. And so uh, I, I added uh, a Derrick Henry jersey, pretty much a Derrick Henry uniform uh, to our exhibit. Uh, if you come take the tour now, uh, you're going to see a jersey from Sarah Fuller from Vanderbilt, who is the first female to score and, uh, and participate in a Power 5 football game. Uh, we're really trying to kind of stay on top of the things that are happening in, in our state and make sure that we're telling those stories. At some point, I, I, I'm trying to work out something where maybe you can come see John Morant's Rookie of the Year trophy here. Um, so, so, so many opportunities because, they're, they're, I mean, history is being made in this state every day. And so we want to we be able to spotlight those before they've, you know, made it to Hall of Fame status. And uh, some of the new cases give us the opportunity to do that. Well, you guys are doing a phenomenal job there. The boys love going there. It's one of our favorite places to go. And a shout out to Curb Records for comping admission for this month. And it, when we went, it was also free thanks to Curb Records. So what else do you got, Case? So, Mike, is there anything you can share with our listener that you're doing this offseason? Working hard, getting ready for the drafts. Uh, because the the draft is going to be so key for the Tennessee Titans based on the fact that we're going to have some turnover. Some of our veterans are are not going to be back with us uh, because there's not as much money in the free agent market for all teams this year. And because we've been successful and have signed some of our better players to contracts, we can't keep everybody. So I'm really, I'm really focused towards the draft right now trying to go probably deeper than I ever have. Uh, Usually I have a pretty good idea about the top 100 players, which means I'll know our first, second, and third round picks pretty well. Uh, I'm going to try to to be deeper than that. I'm trying to know about 400 players. So that's what I've been sitting alone. That sounds kind of sad, (laughs) doesn't it? Uh, I'm just sitting alone trying to know all of our players as or all of the players as best I can, because I, I think a lot of these guys are going to be important factors in our football team for, for 2021. 
the guys we drafted in 2020, we actually didn't expect most of them to play big roles. We didn't need for them to. This group will need to play big roles. Yeah, that's that's definitely a must because, well, um, I mean, like the last year was just kind of sloppy. I mean, it's like the offense was great, but the defense I just felt like wasn't the same uh, one from the playoff run uh, from the previous season. So if we're so I feel like that the the these new guys they um, they can make an impact. So. Um, yeah, pretty pretty much. Uh, we th- we just need we just need to draft some uh, draft some guys that can make an impact. Got to. I mean, it's absolutely right. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, we were historically good on offense. We were not good on defense. Our offense probably can't match what they did in twenty twenty. It's just from a statistical standpoint, you just don't think it's going to be able to happen. It's hard to keep that pace. So where can you improve? You can improve on defense. If our defense gets a lot better and our offense is still comparably good, we're in good shape. So, Brad, before we go, I have three questions I ask each guest. Are you ready for yours? I'm ready. Okay. What was a mentor or teacher that inspired you when you were growing up? Wow, that's a great question. Um, You know... Uh, you know, I talk about joining Titans Radio at 22 years old, and when when I talk about that experience, both both Mike and Larry Stone were were hugely influential in terms of of my radio style. You know, again, when you, when you're doing radio at 18, uh, 19 years old, you're you're throwing a lot of things at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, when you start to work with 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 Mike and and Larry, who who I I think is just one of the most talented radio individuals that's that's ever walked God's earth. I think that it can't help but rub off on you. And and really a lot of what you see with with Titans Radio and and what you saw with my time at the zone was really crafted uh by by that influence. Um you know, I I'm a big believer in, you know, in in personal heroes. Uh and so when I was growing up, uh my grandfather was uh, he was disabled by an automobile accident from before I was born. And so he was somebody that I kind of took personal inspiration from in that uh, he never really kind of got to uh, live his life the way that, that he wanted to at, from a pretty young age, actually, uh, because of the actions of somebody else. And so I, I really drew on that as inspiration. You know, when you talk about somebody who's your hero, um, you know, sometimes they're ordinary people. And, uh, and, and my grandfather, which was my, which my mom's dad, uh, was really probably that guy for me growing up. So both professionally and personally, I've, I've had a lot of people in my life that have, have, have steered me straight and have given me good advice. And it's, uh, that's, that's a good thing to have for sure. That's some, that's some pretty good stuff. I mean, like, I mean, like, uh, your grandfather obviously meant a lot to you. So that just kind of, that, that must, um, that, that, I can't really, I can't really, I don't really have any words, but just like, it's really awesome. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that it's, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a father now and I, and I look at that responsibility. I know Mike does, you know, in terms of, you know, you're, you're, you're giving an example for your kids every day and uh, you know, and, and, and when we're gone, you know, the lessons that I teach my kids hopefully will be taught to my grand great grandchildren. So, you know, those, those things live on forever. And, uh, and, and I'm a big believer in, in trying to, you know, help as many people along the way as you can. And, and, and again, 
it, you know, it's especially things that you're passionate about. And broadcasting is one of those things that I'm passionate about. And even though I've been out of the day-to-day part of it for almost, you know, a little over a year, I still get phone calls from people asking advice and all those kinds of things. And I'm always willing to give it because I just, I want to see people succeed and I want to see people be passionate about it. Well, that kind of rolls into your next question, kind of. What advice would you give your younger self? What advice would I give my younger self? Hmm. Get used to the idea of not having any hair. <laughs> no, um, I think I think that you know I, I'll, I'll say this. I think I could have been a much much better student if I'd applied myself better. And you and you you probably know somebody like this who is who is sharp enough to get by, and so they do. And I probably spent too much of my life, at, at least in school, uh, getting by. And, and not feeling like I had to apply myself fully. If I'd applied myself fully, there's no telling uh, what I might be doing. Uh, and, that, and that sounds kind of, kind of like, you know, big-headed. And I don't mean it that way. But, I, you know, I think it's one of those things where if I had the opportunity to go back and tell myself, it would be uh, find a quiet place in your home where you can read and you can study and you can learn. And don't give up on that kind of thing. Because, you know... Uh, it's funny because I get this question from my son now, who's a fifth grader. You know, he asks about math and he says, how much will I need to know this? And I said, well, you know, every game day I'm standing behind Mike Keith. And, you know, if Derrick Henry makes a run for 28 yards, I'd like to be able to tell him in a pretty short amount of time what his total is now. Uh, you're going to use math. You know, you're going to use reading and you're going to use all these things that some days may seem like you're never going to use them again. Um, and, and I know that Mike would, would attest to that as well. I mean, numbers and, and math and reading and all that. Um, and so I would, I would probably tell myself, just apply yourself as much as you can in everything you do and just see where it turns out. Good advice. Yes, very good advice. So, um, so my final question is pizza or steak? I love, I love a good steak. I do love a good steak, but I might have to go with pizza there. Yeah. Pizza is pretty universal. And the great thing about pizza is I can press, I can press three buttons on my phone and have it delivered to my house in 45 minutes. (laughs) That is the best part. (laughs) As as opposed to standing over the grill. So I'll go with pizza. Because you can always put steak on your pizza, right? We talked about that last time, Mike, I believe. I think, yeah. (laughs) Ah, that's incredible. So uh, where can our listener find you guys online or on social media? Brad, you go first. Okay. Well, you can find the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame online at tshf.net. So Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. So tshf.net. You can find me on uh, Twitter personally at Brad Willis, TSHF. And you can follow the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame on Twitter, uh, at the TSHF on Facebook and on Instagram. And I'd encourage people to follow us on every one of those platforms because we uh, we get to make cool announcements like Mike Keith being named part of the 2021 class on those platforms. And that's really our outreach. We're a nonprofit. And so we're trying to spread the word about uh, our mission and what we're doing. And so feel free to, to give the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame a follow and I'll be sure to put links in our show notes for all of those um, social channels too. So thank you. Yes. For me, I'd, I'd like to encourage people to uh, subscribe to the OTP. 
that's the official Titans podcast, the OTP. You can go to TennesseeTitans.com slash podcast or anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, uh, like to encourage you to listen to our flagship station, 104.5 The Zone in Nashville, or any of our other Titans radio stations. You can go to titansradio.com and find those because uh, I'm in or around the radio stations basically every day. One of the things I like the most is uh, I'm generally doing something with one of our stations, in particular 104.5, on a daily basis. So uh, that's the best way to keep up with me. So, Mike, we had shared with you when you were on our show, it's been a year ago. So this is, I guess, our anniversary, first anniversary together. Happy anniversary. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for being on the show get again. Cake. What's that? Yeah, we're going to get cake. Good. We'll send it to your house <laughs> <laughs> or send it to the station. Um, but we had uh, shared, but the reason why Kason start, wanted to start this podcast was because we started listening to the OTP back during the, what season was it? Uh, 2019 to 2020 season. Yes. And he came to me and said, mom, I want to start a Titans podcast. Awesome. I, we really love listening to the OTP. And at that time it was you and Amy Wells and coach Mack and Mr. Jim Wyatt and they were all consistently together, but we still are huge fans and we are followers of the show. And speaking of Coach Mack, as part of this podcast release, we were actually one of the uh, very favored people that found a <laughs> Coach Mack bobblehead at the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame during the month of December. Shout out to uh, Farm Bureau Health Plans. And so we want to give this away. Oh, look, Brad's holding his up, too. <laughs> the Coach Maxer. The other room. Oh, you better go get it. Yeah. No. <laughs> but we want to give a, our Coach Mac bobblehead away to a listener. Awesome. And we're hoping to one day be able to have a conversation with the famous Coach Mac. You got it. We have it on wish list. He's the best. Brad, Maybe. is, there, is awesome. there anybody who tells better stories than Dave McGinnis? Not a single person. He's so great. And, and he can, he is, he, I mean, so much knowledge of the league, not just historically, but why things are done the way they are. Uh, it, he's been such an asset to Titans radio and to have him around and be able to just say to him, like, coach, what do you see here? And, and he can just diagram it up for you. Just so great to have around a fantastic storyteller. Well, we can't wait to meet him one day and hopefully have him on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time today to uh, to, to be on the show. This was awesome, and I really hope that you guys can be on the show in the future sometime. Glad to do it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Take care, stay safe, and tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up, guys. Tighten up. Dude, that was such a a great conversation with those guys. I forgot how wonderful that was, and I'm glad we shared that again today. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the conversation? Well, Mike's story on how he was surprised by Brad and Charles Davis, that was an awesome story. Oh, yeah. He totally didn't see the surprise coming with, with that it's a uh, big deal. nomination. Yeah, and the fact that Charles Davis was there, and also that he went to college with Charles. Yeah. 
That's pretty At the University awesome. of Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. What about you, Mom? What's it out for you? I want to say all of the different challenges that they faced during the 2020 season and also learning a little bit more about Brad's background with Titans Radio and how he has taken over the role of the executive director of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. I know we're going to be checking it out towards the end of the week. And listener, you should too if you're in Nashville There is always a sponsor for the different months of the year for free admission to the Sports Hall of Fame. And this month, the month of December, admission is free thanks to Farm Bureau Health Plans. Nice. We are still giving away that awesome Coach Mac bobblehead we talked about during our conversation with Mike and Brad. I'll be tweeting more info out from I Am Zap Girl on Twitter on how you can be entered to win it. So shout out again to the Vought, the Goat Vought, is yes. that what you said? Okay. The Goat Vought. The Goat Vought and 2021 Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame inductee, Mike Keith. And to Mike's longtime spotter in the booth on Sundays, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame Executive Director, Brad, Brad Willis. Willis. Yes. Yes. We are so grateful for their time on the show, and we really look forward to catching up with them again in the off season. Listener, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to Hey Kids every week. We're so grateful for you, and we're wishing you the very best in the coming new year. This is Casey and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to tighten up and be Tennessee tough. And beat the dolphin. Yes, sir. <laughs>